Well, the weather for the whole of the south of England will continue as it has for the next few weeks. It's going to be hot and moist, with temperatures rising steadily as time goes on. There's a chance of steamy moments as we move into the... Ah, sod it. We never wanted to do this. We never wanted to be weathermen and women, making innuendos about hot atmospheres and drizzly countries. We didn't want to be child-friendly. We didn't want to bang on about being for over-18s only. We want to talk about our sexy adventures. We want to be lifestylers, leaping from bush to bush as we sail down the rivers of British sex clubs and mountains of crazy experiences. The cheeky purple mamba, the liquid silk pumped liberally into our hand, the rodeo classic brief harness complete with Tantus curve, the enjoy pure one stainless steel dildo, the hot octopus digit, the ever so short messages on fab swingers, the sexy friends on Twitter, and the mighty vanilla alternative. With my best girlie by my side, we'd swing, swing, swing. Get in the gym or to your car. Without advice, you could go far. We fuck things up and we make mistakes. We talk about our sexy dates. It's getting hard for this to rhyme. Just as well, cause it's bed. Hello and welcome to episode 97 of the Bedhoppers podcast. My name's Mr H. I'm Mrs H. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, this is part two of our OnlyFans special. Part deux. Part deux. Hot Shots Part Deux. <laughs> I love that film. Really? There's no surprises there. If you've not seen Hot Shots Part Deux... Yes, I have. You're going to ask me what it's about, aren't you? Don't. No. You haven't got time. <laughs> I was going to say, if you've not seen Hot Shots Part Deux, go and see it. Oh, I thought you meant I hadn't seen it and you were challenging my memory of films. I've watched it with you. Oh, cool. A number of times. Definitely seen it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, housekeeping before we jump into the the, the thrust of our interview. Um, we're thinking about resurrecting, like a phoenix from the ashes, the Bedhopper Social. Oh, yes. So we are working with the venue to work out the uh, best date that we can do it. We're thinking sometime sort of end of August, beginning of September. So I reckon beginning of September. Yeah, well, it sort of suits your birthday as well, it? does suit it? my birthday. Conveniently, we're going back to the same place for your birthday. Oh, gosh, yes. Well, I couldn't remember anything after my 40th. Brilliant. There's a reason you couldn't remember anything. Yeah, everyone bought me a drink. Yeah. That's absolutely trashed. <laughs> yeah. Best party ever. Well, and I was spending the whole time wandering around as Ken from Street Fighter. Absolutely. Sure I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And all that other stuff. Anyways, uh, we'll let you know as soon as we know about the dates of the social. Um, once it's back on track, we'll we'll message everybody who's already paid us for tickets. We've Does still got the cash. Does that mean that the world is starting to slightly return to normal? Well, that's the hope. So that is the hope. If you're in the UK, there is a timeline. Uh, there is a roadmap. There is a roadmap what mm-hmm. Boris has given us. Yeah. Um, that says when and where we can go out and... When you can touch people when on you, the face. <laughs> and other places. And other places. I don't think there's a particular roadmap to the other well, places. Well, there should be. <laughs> yeah, there should be. <laughs> it's, maybe it's bases. Like, you know, week one you can get to base, like oh, first gosh, base. Yeah, first week two base. you can get to second base. In which case, fourth base doesn't happen until after the 21st of June. I'm looking forward to the mysterious eighth base. Oh, what's eighth base? <laughs> it's the hidden fortress. I don't know where it is, but I'm going to find it and fuck it. Does it involve wearing a mask and... You know, yes, but using only, some sanitizer. It, it's only a mask from Mask, the mobile armored strike command from back in the eighties. You would know that. Yeah, <laughs> I also know that Venom stands for the vicious evil network of Miles Mayhem. Oh my God, could you Mass be any more Crusaders nerdy? Mass Crusaders working <laughs> crime. Anyways, so yeah, social doing that. Uh, we got a plan. Uh, in this country to get things back to normal. So that's what we're aiming to do. And no one about to mess around with it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fuck it up, UK people. God's sake. Yeah, behave. (laughs) Just keep it in your pants until that point. Wash your pants and your hands and all that. Thank you, baked potato. (laughs) (laughs) Wash your pants, clean your face. Thank you. you're not doing that song. No, No, okay, fine. Absolutely not. Anyway, on today's episode, we have the delightful, the wonderful, the fabulous nerdy introverts. Oh, Wow, that was quite a lead-in, wasn't it? Well, it was, wasn't it? Delightful, fabulous, wonderful. Delightful, fabulous, (laughs) wonderful. Other, you know... Other amazing ways to describe people. Yes, they're brilliant, aren't they? Yeah. 
Anyway, the nerdy introverts join us to talk about their journey with OnlyFans. Last week or last episode, we got some great feedback on the OnlyFans stuff we did with Soul of an Angel and Curious Kitty. Mm. So if you haven't checked them out or checked that episode out, go and do that. Cool. It's not necessary to hear this one. You know, you can no. just, but you know, it might give you some views of OnlyFans from people that are just starting out in that world, flipping over to the uh, more experienced side of things with the nerdy introverts who aren't so nerdy or introverted. Well, they are a little actually, bit. They're quite nerdy and quite introverted. <clears throat> but we make them less introvert when we talk to them. Well, to be fair, one of them is drinking port <laughs> by the pint, so hopefully, For that, once it's not me. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that comes across in the interview. Anyway, Mrs. H, play your thing. We've got something that's just for you. Holy shit, it's an interview. So joining us today, we have the nerdy introverts. We have got both of them. I'm going to call them Mr. Introvert and Mrs. Introvert. Is that okay? Will that do? That, that works. That sounds good. Thank that you. For jo- well, thank you for joining us today and for agreeing to those ridiculous nicknames. We'll do the best that we can. <laughs> we can always upgrade them midway through if we need. Would to. you like me to think of some nicknames? I would like you to think of them, <laughs> but but maybe not tell them. <laughs> well, yes. Are we just going to throw some words out and let them guess? No. You, you know, I have way more creative nicknames than that. <laughs> Do you it. Thinking we'll, of we'll check it out on Twitter and we can get a vote. We get a vote for <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us today, guys. Um, we've brought you on today to talk a little bit about your journey and also OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, and not OnlyFans. Uh, OnlyFans. Uh, yeah, or OnlyPans. I like OnlyClams. <laughs> it's a very particular site. Very, very, very particular. Niche. Yeah. Very, very niche, yeah. Niche isn't the word, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks... You've been on OnlyFans for a couple of years now. What was your journey into starting that? How did you come about with the idea? Where did it come from? I think it was a case of we'd been on Twitter for a little a little while before then. About a year? About a year ago yeah, on Twitter, and we'd just been observing everybody else's behaviour and what they were doing, and then found found OnlyFans, and I'd always thought it was this seedy horrible tool that people just made memes about on other social media platforms <laughs> so as soon as it was like oh maybe i should research into this because everyone else on twitter is doing it it suddenly became i think we'd lost our that. twitter account hadn't we so we'd built a twitter account and got to about ten thousand, mm-hmm. and then twitter had decided to ban that twitter account that was just a sad it was a really day. sad day i remember we were in london we, we went to london we for a social <laughs> a failed social event and then we came out of that event and found our twitter of ten thousand pounds had been deleted um, so we created a new one, and with that, I think came OnlyFans because I think in the first one we were a bit everything went on it. We were a bit okay. <laughs> you can have all our content, and then the second time round we were a bit more cautious, I suppose. So it yeah. gave us a layer of safety as well. Mm. So yeah, it's a couple of years. Did you already um, know people who did OnlyFans? Did that kind of inspire you to join, or not really? I mean, I know you know, friends from other circles that have them, but mm. not necessarily for the nefarious purposes that we might <laughs> have ours for. Like a lot of fitness people use it actually, which is an interesting mm-hmm. use of the platform. And um, so I knew of it from that purpose, but no one, no one was so forthcoming with what else they were posting on OnlyFans. Yeah, no, I don't think there was anybody, was there? Like we're, we're kind of quite, quite techy and quite digital and quite savvy so mm. we might not be on platforms but we're aware of most of them just because of our like what we're interested in and stuff so because we're nerdy because we're nerdy <laughs> that's uh, um, so we knew of only fans i think and i think we were looking for a, a paywall essentially like yes. a, a, a safe place to put content which to access it there had to be a little bit of validity and therefore that came in Mm. That came in a financial transaction and somebody going, here's my credit card details because <laughs> then you know you, there's, a, there's a little layer of protection on that. So yeah. I think that's why no one really inspired us to get on it, mm-hmm. apart from each other. Ah, well, very good. <laughs> each other. Yeah, so, I think so. And pure intrigue, really. Who yeah, brought it up? We like showing off. Who came, <laughs> who, which of the you two said, let's do this? What was the spark? Ooh. I think I set it up actually, I I, and I was really apprehensive because obviously it asks you when you do it to add your credit card details or your bank details so that you can either send money to pay for other people's accounts or make money. And I was like, "Oh, this! <laughs> I've been told not to put my card details into strange websites on the internet." But I did it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a credit card. Yeah, I don't know if we got drunk and just spoke about it more on a night out, and then it just happened. 
Yeah, I can't really remember. So it must have been you. Yeah. <laughs> because I can't remember it happening. One day we had one, so I assumed you just, you know, got really horny and thought, fuck it. Yeah, it must have been that. One yeah. of you more introvert. I think I'm more introverted than you are. <laughs> I think I'm better at pretending I'm not. Yes, you, you've got a good <laughs> fake extrovert. It's not fake, it's a real persona, <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it's it's one I have to act, I have to force out I have mm. to kind of act upon and be in the mood to my natural instincts mm. are to be like no I want to be on my own not around people but that works for me because I am so introverted that your extrovertedness in that instance means I can just sit back <laughs> yeah yeah I think she uh, is more introverted than I am for sure so yeah, but you, you also have your kind of comfort you know you're not introverted you're not shy you're you, you're introverted it's, it's mm. a difference it's a different thing like you like people looking you like to show off you like to like be that persona I do <laughs> but you are introverted in that you'd rather not talk to anybody whilst doing it <laughs> <laughs> so that's true even today just before this call we're in the kitchen and she was like oh god I hate being so introverted because I just don't want to do it but the minute I'm doing it I know I love it so yeah that's true yeah yeah that is generally it I'm I'm aware a self-aware introvert yeah so you decided to go on OnlyFans you had the idea what's the first bit of content that you put out there and how do you decide what you're going to put out and what you're going to show I think the first photo I posted was like a really conservative photo actually I think it was just a full just underwear, nothing special photo that I posted on the wall. I think underwear special. Well, underwear is lovely, yeah. especially mine. But it was just like quite a generic photo that we might have otherwise posted on Twitter. Because I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what we could get away with yet. Yeah, video-wise, I don't know. Like, we'd have to look back. <laughs> it's been a while. Look back through <laughs> it. I imagine it was something we filmed just that was on our phone already. So I don't think it was anything filmed for OnlyFans. It would have been a piece mm-hmm. of content that we had ourselves because like making sexy content is like it was in our relationship well before only fans and twitter it existed just between us forever yeah. so yeah it's just more people see it now <laughs> and how do you decide what content that you put on the site that's a very good question thanks um, i'm pretty good like that <laughs> <laughs> well fifth amendment <laughs> to this awesome question i don't think we decide what content we're going to put on only fans we we get into a period where we're horny and then we decide that we want to edit some video that we've got sitting on our camera roll which was filmed over a year ago six months ago last week and that normally snowballs to excuse the pun into more video editing so like once we kind of start doing that we start producing more and more so actually it's less of a case of we've made this video now let's put it on only fans it's a case of like we're in that moment of horniness we make the video together that's quite an erotic that's quite a hot mm. thing like editing yourself having sex is it's pretty hard and then it goes on i suppose there's no routine to it there's no scheduling there's no, no we must have one one a week or one a day well we sometimes we'll sit there of an evening and go, oh, let's make some content tonight for only fans and and generally we'll you know move to whatever part of the house we're gonna get a bit frisky and we'll just end up getting frisky and completely forgetting to take photos that it never <laughs> turns into an actual dedicated time to make content it just happens to be that we'll pick up the phone midway through and take a photo or a video yeah i agree that happens a lot now <laughs> we go with the intention of making content and then we just fuck but surely the act, of, a lot. act of picking the phone up halfway through to film yourselves doing something is is part of the fun anyway in the appeal isn't it Oh, for sure. You just sort of see an angle and it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, an, it's a voyeuristic thing, I yeah. think. You're, you're looking at yourself through a slightly different lens, like a flat two-dimensional lens. So you're looking at this, what's going on a little bit mm. kind of subject, almost subjectively or out of context mm. in a funny kind of way. So it's quite fun to try and separate out during that moment as well, where like looking through the lens or the screen because it's a screen these days mm-hmm. and and being actually in that moment and trying to sort of get yourself into both mindsets it's like oh i'm watching and this is well hot and like oh that's me oh that's us <laughs> it's the same as a mirror isn't it it's the same as why people have mirrors above their bed mm-hmm. or in front of a mirror so they can see themselves fucking so <laughs> it, it's that just in a digital format i think i want a mirror above our bed when the battery runs out on your phone you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> a camera in every room please 
It's sort of big brother the whole house just to save setting anything up. It would be much easier. That's a great idea. I thought about that. Creepy baby, but yeah. No, no. Twenty four hour live stream. Too many unflattering angles. Too many unflattering angles naturally. You have to. It's a lot of editing. A lot of editing, guys. Maybe that's why we don't have one, dear, because I'd be like, nope, you're not having that. Nope, can't have that. No, edit that, please. (laughs) It's because you would not enough hours in a day to Photoshop me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's actually been something with OnlyFans getting over that concept because I would have. At the beginning, I was like, yeah, shove a filter on, soften out my skin a little bit. And now it's like, no, actually, I realise the the better angles are sometimes the ones I wouldn't, you know, choose myself out of a selection of photographs. But they're the ones people get off to most, and I get off to most, actually, because it's real. I think that's the difference, isn't it? The, two, the minute you start contriving it too much, then it loses its authenticity, for a buzzword. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think we try and be as natural as possible. So mm, because ultimately, our only fans really is for us. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Fair point. <laughs> well, if you're not enjoying it, then you know ultimately, what's the point? I think you know, yeah. it kind of okay. You could make some money, but to what end? And if you don't enjoy what you're doing, assuming this is a side thing and not your main, you know, mm. career choice, then actually, you you kind of want to get the most out of it and and enjoy those things. I'm curious though, what's the reception been from people? Have you had interesting comments back? What's what have people said? Real people or online people? Online people. <laughs> Let's start with online people. We'll move to real people. Online soon. people are real as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah I know they are. Some of them, some of them are real. Some of them are bots from Russia. I mean, online goods, like good, You've like never had any hate. No, we've never nice. come across anything which has been particularly upsetting or disturbing online, which is touch wood. Nothing too disturbing online. No, we've had quite a good run of it, actually, considering all the horror stories you can hear in life. <laughs> but real people. <laughs> real people, that's more interesting, I think. So, real people, there's been like, probably a, like we don't go around telling everybody our sex life, of course, in the same way that no normal straight ace monogamous couple would go around telling anyone about their sex life. But the people we have spoken to it, like, we've had a couple of girls that we've met mm. who have since gone on and made Twitter accounts and only fans accounts so they kind of felt some kind of liberation sexual liberation or like they're single women and they found this platform kind of liberating and they joined it some of them have done well and some of them have kind of struggled to keep mm. it up because it's you know it's a fun thing to do but it becomes monotonous a little bit over time that's um, what we call our sex admin so. <laughs> <laughs> but generally the people we speak to who are open and who know us love it yeah i'm really kind of a bit jealous i think they are sometimes i mean my mom knows my, my mom's impressed me. because obviously <laughs> you make some money from it and i think she was more like oh how do i get involved <laughs> <laughs> oh my god she can't get involved <laughs> <laughs> you don't no. not here. <laughs> that's um, not my thing so have you told all your family and friends then or is it a select group of people broadly i mean my family no but that's because my relationship with my family is slightly more open i don't know i'm quite close to my family so they know because i can't keep secrets i've tried (laughs) (laughs) but i'm also really despite being an introvert quite blabbermouth so i like to just (laughs) tell people i also find the success in it quite fun so (laughs) i'm like mom look Look what I made today. <laughs> but you don't tell your family because well, no. that's not the relationship you would have. No, they know, they know we're polyamorous. They know, like, you know, none of that's a secret. But in terms of do they know we sell our sex, essentially our sex tapes online, is what one would call it, say <laughs> sex tapes. No, they don't. Uh, mine, no, mine don't. So no. that we've got a tight, we've got some friends who, I say friends, We've got we've got some single single females that are single in lovers. that are in our lives <laughs> that know about it and um, we we can talk to about it. But generally, it's now our day to day circle isn't that close to it. We kind of we kind of liberated ourselves just before lockdown, and then lockdown happened, <laughs> and we like to think by now we'd have a lot more friends and circles of people that we we can just talk about stuff with all the time. Mm-hmm. But that isn't the reality of our lives, so. Hurry up. Sorry. 
It's definitely some common themes, aren't there? With uh, lockdown has ruined everything. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, been the year of the last eighteen months, quite frankly, or however long it's been. It, has it not been six years now? I think. Oh God, <laughs> I was going to say I have noticed some common themes though. Talking to people about OnlyFans, and what's what's really struck a chord to me is that everyone I've spoken to so far has said that they do this because they enjoy it and as soon as it stops becoming fun then it's not something they would want to do anymore so and I was actually really um not surprised but it was a a, a nice aside I was I wasn't expecting to hear in, in a way it was almost like oh cool so you genuinely do do it because you really enjoy doing yeah. what you're doing and putting content out there because I'm, it turns I mean, you we on get, but like you know as life is we get a bit bored of twitter of only fans sometimes just because the world's a bit depressing or mm. you know things happen so we did like our days where i can go about posting on the only fans but then i usually get an email it's like oh you haven't posted in six days post or we'll take your account down i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and then you suddenly get back into it because actually you realize the fun and it's a nice mood booster and a positive thing that sometimes you just forget about because life gets in the way so actually yeah, I think it depends how you use it, doesn't it? Like, it's okay for it to be, you know, when you're not enjoying it, don't do it. And when you are enjoying it, don't. That's okay if that isn't your financial crutch and that isn't what you're paying mm. the bills with. And we're fortunate enough that that isn't the case. Like, you know, the, the money that comes out of it isn't, we're not dependent on it in the slightest. It's just kind of a, a byproduct of what we do. It's pocket money. <laughs> it pays for the new double glazing that we <laughs> just as we need. It's <laughs> what it pays for. It's not sexy, it's double glazing. And a dishwasher. <laughs> and a dishwasher. So thank you. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. I've drunk a glass of pool. I don't know if I remember my question. So. Good grief. <laughs> Everyone pull together. I'm, I'm curious though, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, monogamous couples and you mentioned being poly in those last couple of answers. So uh, I'm, I'm assuming that you're, you're not monogamous. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? No, we're not. We're we're. If we had to define ourselves, mm-hmm. we define ourselves as polyamorous. Uh, it's the closest definition we have so far. So far to to what we feel we have. Yeah, labels are a tricky one. Yeah, labels are a tricky one. But we know we're ethically non-monogamous. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> yeah. So we. It's hard to explain, isn't it? <laughs> I've never it spoken is, yeah. too much out loud about this. Ultimately, we see the options to love more people and to have more people in our lives and to, to have our lives enriched by more than sexual relationships, by, by you know, other relationships as well. Mm-hmm. So we see that as unlimited. And although there's only two of us, so there isn't a third in our polyamorous world, there's a, there's a couple of thirds on the periphery that would be nice <laughs> to have as a third, but lockdown, fuck that up. So we've been polyamorous since, since day one. Mm-hmm. That's how we started our relationship. Yeah, we were friends first. We discussed the issues of um, monogamy <laughs> in relationships. It caused us both some kind of pains and issues mm. in the past. And, and then we kind of just sort of merged <laughs> together. It started because polyamory wasn't a definition. When we started talking about it, we didn't know about polyamory. All, all we ever spoke about was not wanting to be in a relationship. Like, and that was the terminology we kind of used. I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want to be in a relationship. Which was actually quite saddening as you start to get closer and closer. It's like, oh, well, you know, if relationship's a term, I do kind of want to be in a relationship with you. <laughs> the reality was we wanted to be in multiple relationships, uh, not not one monogamous relationship mm-hmm. where there was guilt attached to maybe fear, having feelings for other people. And yeah, since day one, we've been poly. Yeah. Or ethically non-monogamous or whatever. whatever the it's such a slippy title, isn't it? <laughs> It's a real mouthful to get you. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. And yeah. we're quite open about it and quite proud of it, actually. Like in mm. our normal lives, in our work life, in our social life, we try and promote it. You know, there might be a, a thing at work, we, you know, we have to do and we'll happily speak about it and try and educate people across our, mm. our normal social feeds, not just our kind of nerdy introvert stuff. So it intrigues many people, doesn't it? It does intrigue many people. <laughs> I'll tell you who intrigues most. Divorced women who've been in marriages for a long time. That's who it yes. really intrigues. Is this a market we need to be cornering? <laughs> is, this, is this a secret look into the world here? Yeah, but since since being poly, I always describe poly as like, I think, I think it's easy to mix it with um, 
multiple sexual partners and being like Polly is you, you can sleep with anybody you want to sleep mm. with. When really like sex is sex is the byproduct of what being poly is. And actually we enjoy the openness, the communication, the the ability to say we like that person or this person's interesting to us and not feel any pressure to do that. That's more liberating for us. Mm. And to understand that we're not, you know, I can't rely on you to be everything for me and you the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. Yeah, like yeah, totally. It's, it's a realistic view of life, I think personally. I just describe ourselves as like the most monogamous, non-monogamous mm. couple, poly couple, in that actually our polyamory has brought us tighter together, like yes, more trust and like. I mean, it's obvious to us that it brings those things, but to an outsider, you'd think, oh, maybe it doesn't bring those things, but brings more trust. And I mean, we, you know, I feel like it's an achievement that in all the years we've been together, we've never had a fight. That's nuts, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Have one after this bottle of port. <laughs> Just to see if you can like withstand it. <laughs> yeah. So to us is yeah, it's 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 a mental health thing and then it's a sex thing, I think, in a funny kind of way. I actually do love um we've we've heard that referred to before, haven't we, that people sometimes view uh, swinging and non monogamy and all, all its wonderful spectrums as an alternative therapy. The important thing that we've found is that actually a, a lot of this ethical non-monogamy, you know, if, if you're kind of secure in your relationship, can really make that relationship stronger. And I think that's been something that we've really taken mm. home with us. I think, you know, we, we spoke to, to Cooper Beckett a little while ago. Apologies for not mentioning you on that show. We should have done. Sorry, hands up. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And you've mentioned it before. Once or twice. <laughs> yeah. um, but actually that, I really think there's a spectrum of this whole non-monogamy piece with sort of poly and those relationships on one side and the sort of almost like the dogging aspects right down the other. And and most people sort of fit on that that train somewhere yeah, or that, that line. scale, I suppose. And yeah. sort of describing where you, you fit in that world can be quite tricky because everyone has a slightly different view of that definition. Ironic for definitions, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, and I know we've spent some time trying to define some of those, but it, no one will ever agree on those bits. But what I really like is actually the value that everyone we've spoken to, certainly that are on those spectrums, they found it a really wonderful thing or that it can be a really wonderful exciting thing that has, that has brought them closer together whether you know regardless whether at the end where they just rock up in a car in some woods or mm. whether they have you know hundreds of different lovers that they or, or go dating with tons of different people so, as long as they're happy and everyone knows where they are on that page that that element has brought them some joy and i think that's fantastic yeah yeah it's a nice way to put it sorry i'd start monologuing a bit there <laughs> mm. It's true of anything in life and relationships is just one of those things. It, it like, is. The more you, you, you can be throughout anything, the, the more you enjoy it, I think. So, yeah, the, I see it as a spectrum. Like, polyamory is an annoying term to me because it, it, it makes, as a man, it, it, it insinuates certain things. Like, as a poly man, I get a little bit of slack, a yeah. little bit of trouble on, on platforms like Tinder and things like that. Even though I'm honest and I'm like, I'm poly, I've got a partner, this is... I get a lot of you get so much hate. A lot of name calling <laughs> and hatred from, from females mainly. Wow. Um which is upsetting mm. um sometimes, but I've learned to forget that. I think there is something in, in what you're saying though. I, it is tricky, especially if if you're a guy. I think there is an assumption in, in the world that you're kind of up to no good and that you're just <laughs> sticking a label on the fact that you're up to no good. So just because you've called it something and some and the world agrees that's what it is, you're yes. still up to it's a naughty business that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, he, he gets that stick on, on Tinder or dating apps all the time because the women would be like, well, you know, she doesn't really like this. Like, talking on behalf of myself, oh. who they've never mm. spoken to. And this has happened... We've got some classic stories, and this has happened yeah, in real life, in not real even life. On, on virtually. Like, yeah. A lot of women suddenly go into this this mode of protect other women but do it in a way to prove man is wrong <laughs> and that is how it goes yeah. and it's it really pisses me off to have someone talk on my behalf when they don't know me and they just assume that because I am just this like you know there's an age gap in a relationship I'm this younger woman so they think that I'm just being swayed into this and I've just fallen in love with this man and I'm going to do anything he wants and it's like well actually 
I have my own opinions, my own wants in life. No, you don't. I'm not, you do. I'm not weak. You're not weak at all. <laughs> I'm quite strong will. <laughs> no, I th- yeah, I think, I think there can be a bit of stigma. There's stigma attached to anything, isn't there? You can be anything and there's stigma attached to it. I could be a, I could be a Tory and there's stigma attached to it. Like, that is <laughs> Just a bit these days. Like, I'd rather have the stigma attached I've got than maybe the stigma of a Tory. So I think... Um, being a man, it's slightly tricky. Being a slightly older man as well is slightly trickier. Like, I have to navigate the path of not trying to look like I'm instigating a whole kind of, I don't know, like taking advantage of a, of a pretty young girl or, or any of those things. <laughs> oh. <Somebody> else. <laughs> um, well, you know, so, yeah, how do you think I feel? I'm, I'm deemed as some cougar, I think. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like a cradle snatcher. But but that's the first question, and we've said this before that that we always get asked yeah. uh, with people that know us. They what immediately ask. They take me away from from Mrs. H and say, "Mr. H, are you okay? Is she forced you into this situation? <laughs> Do, you know, blink three times if you need us to remove you from 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 this." Yeah, yeah, this doll where he touched you. Yeah. women it, off. It is. It's, uh, every time, it's never not been that way. Oh. It really hasn't. I've got this awful label of some awful cradle snatching Mrs. Robinson that's kind of forced you into this life of ill repute. And <laughs> I am as innocent as the daybreak, though. To be fair, yeah, I've seen you fighting three women off. It's awful. Awful <laughs> thing. How do you cope? <laughs> Long yeah, orange juice. Not, there is a stigma. There's definitely a stigma attached, isn't there? In, well. our, in our world, <laughs> where, um, yeah, it's a slightly harder. Mm. Harder fight sometimes, and I've heard you guys speak about it before in terms of like people saying, um, "You're really lucky. You're lucky to have her." Or um, come, such you know, a trigger phrase for me. <laughs> yeah, just looking at how well like men's posts do against female posts. Like, you know, I know you're a big advocate for this kind of actually we're equal in this, and yeah. it shouldn't just be one sided. And yeah, I feel the same. Will this mean that we that we see you starting up your own nerdy introvert? Only fans page. Only mans. Only mans. I have, I have made, well, I have requested that he does. He doesn't believe anyone would subscribe, which is, you know, sad. I'd subscribe, but for free. Requested. <laughs> I, do, I, I do have one, but mainly to follow yours. Yeah. So I can actually see what you're doing. I don't, I don't have access yeah, to your Only fans. I think you give you a login. No. Those conversations are for me. <laughs> I know. I know that, and that's okay. But um, making him pay no, to access the so. stuff was much. I don't think much. so, personally. <laughs> Shame. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Like, to be honest, you're, you know, it's ours to some degree. Like, we set up the profiles. As, as a, the first profile we had that got taken down by Twitter was, wasn't identified as female or male. It was, it was a couple's profile, and that's mm-hmm. what we had. And then when we lost out, we created two. So we had a backup. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. So that's really why. But actually, it's us. She is a pretty one that people want to look at, um, not necessarily me. So I'm like an extra. You're like That's a bonus feature. Yeah, you're like the making of documentary that they chuck in on a DVD. <laughs> Literally, if there's, if there's an inch of my skin in a photograph that she's in, doesn't do that well. So I bet she's better off without me, to be honest. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds yeah. so sad. I mean, you've I know. benefited, you know. I've got no windows. <laughs> we have we have fans and only fans that that will go further and use the Amazon wish list that we have set up, and you've benefited hint. from that. Hint, 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 hint. We have many a thing in there that's you know yeah. some are sexy items, some are boxes of chocolate, some are Nintendo. The benefits, <laughs> the benefits for me are, are are seeing her do do her thing. Like actually, the benefit for me is is seeing that freedom liberation and excitement that she gets from doing it so I, I don't need to do it to get almost a kick out of something because actually i i enjoy her doing that and yeah. also because other men will buy me like lingerie and you won't have to buy me lingerie. i don't have to buy lingerie that often <laughs> <laughs> so interesting though would you, how would you feel then if if and obviously it would never happen but if we if there wasn't any fans for mrs h wouldn't work for me exactly and it just why? wouldn't work for because me of that equal I, I think because for, for me it would yeah it would emphasize that that unequal balance far too much for me and I which oh, already irks you anyway the, the other thing yeah. is is that you wouldn't run it so <laughs> <laughs> so you know but if I, I could get an intended switch 
<laughs> I might yeah. work it out. You've already <laughs> stolen my Nintendo Switch. Uh, reappropriated. Yeah, reappropriated, maybe, but still. I, I noticed that most. Put a poll out to see if, if that's a wanted thing. I, but the thing is, it probably would be, but then... It so will be. The, the, the difficulty is, is that Mrs. H wouldn't edit the videos or edit the photos Wait, or wouldn't take videos? them. Yeah. You wouldn't interact with people. I'm out. So it would be me running around doing all this stuff for every other fucker to comment on how much they love my wife. Now, that's fine. Welcome to my world. Yeah. I, I, and I, you know, that's great if you, if that... If you can mentally handle that, that's for me, that would send me over the edge. Yeah, I, I, no, I agree it would. Because I, you know, I'm well, an attention whore myself <laughs> and I can't achieve that level. So for that reason, I'd be like, no, fuck it. If you want to do it, you do it by yourself. I'm not, you know. So why don't you question. both set one up? Why don't you both set one up and she's got to run her own, you've got to run your own. And then that way you might actually win because you're going to put more because, energy into it. Because even if I put all the energy and creative ability that I've got and the content and all this sort of stuff, they'd still want to just see pictures of you. So ultimately <laughs> it would be a, a, a failed experiment for me. And it What would just if me- we did an only fans but with me holding transformers that would see wh- and that would benefit you no, because why would you hold well. my transformers <laughs> because then your transformers would get the the uh adoration I, that i'm you feel waiting for the copyright claim to come through from hasbro <laughs> only trans would, would you call it optimus fine you've already got the, the, the terminology out there it's a winner would it be a jazz mag jazz is a transformer by the way people I bet you lots of people would want to see naked pictures of yeah. me holding Bumblebee. No, I. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I subscribe. So you know, and this is the thing. I, I'm very aware that content that that is just me that we produce doesn't get anywhere near the amount of attention. I, I, I'm very honest and, and see that all the time. The content where it's the two of us does does do. We're quite lucky as well as the stuff where it's just you, normally. Mm. But, okay. but part of our thing, our, I hate the phrase brand, but if you're looking at bed hoppers as a thing, it's us too, and it doesn't work without the other, because if you put no, Mrs. Does, H on the show or did just one thing, it it wouldn't have any control and it wouldn't have... Be drunk. It'd be a drunken man. <laughs> it'd be an absolute... And it'd be so fucking offensive, because just <laughs> the things that she says... It'd just be Cooper week after week after week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it would be. It would just be me swearing in a corner with a box of cornflakes <laughs> yeah, and a six pack of beige sham. So I don't know, know where this is going. But with the two of us, <laughs> I know that, that that it's a fun thing, and plus we get to share it, and it is our therapy in a way. It's us mm. talking through our stuff. So, uh, you know, I think when we move to the YouTube stuff and start doing more of that, you know, there's a element where we can dial each other up a little bit and dial each other down a bit. But but the reality is again it's us and that's that's the bit that I want people to to look at because for us this was about selling the 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 non monogamous lifestyle and helping mm. people into that and for the majority of people it's couples that we're aiming that at you know with with some small exceptions yeah. um, mostly so that we can bring them in and fuck them later on but um, <laughs> that's not what we do. <laughs> Um, you know, our, our scarves don't smell of chloroform or anything, just to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, the face mask. Why am I so sleepy mask. after this one? <laughs> I went in the bed hopper's hot tub and I woke up with... No, I'm not even going to finish that. Um, Four days later. With yeah, my own OnlyFans account. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what I do want to find out about, actually, is what are your long-term plans for this? Is, is this going to be a thing that... that goes on and on and has legs assuming people keep subscribing or is there a, a a point where you go you know what i don't want to do it anymore what's your thoughts for the future we're, we're going to build a fucking empire <laughs> Excellent. Wow. fuck empire go an big. empire of fuck absolutely <laughs> yes. no we're not uh, <laughs> um, i just wanted to say that because that sounded cool <laughs> oh, <Dr. Evil. laughs> i think we don't have any plans for it. I think as long as we're no. enjoying it, we continue doing it. Yeah. The minute it becomes a ball lane, we won't. Mm-hmm. We've got like just hearing what you guys were saying then, like you can you can do it necessarily. I think what you guys do is, is braver yes. than what we do because you actually put you out there um and you talk. And it would be very hard for you to be you and to run on OnlyFans because you you really commit to being you. Um mm-hmm. 
Whereas we don't do that. We hide behind a Twitter <laughs> account and, a, and an OnlyFans account and we can control how much of us is out there. But, yeah. you know, the, our real lives can just sit behind that and we can get on with lives whereas you've crossed that, that, that boundary. So what you're doing is harder and braver than what we're yeah. doing. Something that, in a way, we'd love to do, but we, we're just not at the point yet where we can afford to do that. So that's probably the goal. The yeah. goal probably is at some point to um, integrate our normal day-to-day lives into this because we didn't set out. Look, we, we've, got, we've got web domains. We've got plans for what we actually wanted to do. We wanted to be about sex positivity and body confidence and female empowerment and polyamory and all those subjects that are dear to us. And it would seem foolish not to use a platform we've created to do that now. Mm. Um, so I think that would be the, but the first. And the first lesson has been to become all of those things in ourselves. So OnlyFans mm. has allowed Black, it's allowed a, a better regimented place for me to build up my positivity and my body and myself and my sexuality. You've benefited from the platform. I have. I've got laid. You've got laid quite a fair bit. <laughs> I have got laid. <laughs> the fact I had to say that twice with my internet cut out, it's upsetting. But I did get laid. Yeah, I think you know, the future is the future is that. I think it's, 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 we're not ashamed of our life. It's now trying to integrate the two parts that we've created for it and bring mm. them closer together. And we're under our full control. So, entirely. So small, like, small things that we'll do that might not seem that small, but to us they are is... It's things like the pricing structure on our OnlyFans. We started with, I think it's like $5 a month, which is probably like the average, we yeah, a bargain. But we don't have that much content then. And then as we realised that actually pictures of our faces just happened to creep into some of our content and it was harder to edit this stuff out. So we're like, no, let's just post it because it's a safer place because of all the rules of OnlyFans. So we started to increase the price because our faces are quite dear to us so it's and more for a face shot. our identities <laughs> so we increased the price and, I, and you know it's a fun platform we just do for fun so i played around with the pricing to see what is actually achievable what people would actually pay to see and I've set, we've set on a pretty good way of doing it yeah i, I know for a we're certain, exclusive we're, yeah. we're not we're not a ford we're like <laughs> We're a bit higher up the food chain because our prices are a little bit higher. So. But I know for a fact that if we put it down to like three dollars or whatever the minimum was, that we'd have a lot more subscribers. Yeah, it's kind of like ah, oh, we're not. We're not. We're, this isn't a kind of um, get them in cheap and fill them high kind of project for us. This isn't a how much money can we make type project at all. So it's not about growing OnlyFans. Like OnlyFans, it's almost like our Instagram. <laughs> So it's not it's not anything other than a social media platform that we can use as adults. Like we tried using Instagram and we got busted <laughs> in our real life yeah. by people we knew, um, and that wasn't what we should have been doing. So OnlyFans gives us that. So I think as long as we're enjoying it, we continue doing it. Yeah. Um, Until the sex admin becomes too much. Yeah, but ultimately, like the skills that we have, kind of in our careers. And, and the kind of values we have, we'd like to be doing all of that stuff for ourselves. Like what you guys do, we're, you know, we're, we think you're awesome and we, we you know, you've inspired us loads. Oh, so. Here's the port talking. <laughs> <laughs> I like the port talking. But it would be awesome, wouldn't it? It'd be awesome to be able to um, talk openly as us about the things that we do and see and try and inspire people and, and change the perception of what this this is. So that's the goal. The, the only sort of tricky bit around that is and that we've certainly found that is that when people um if, if you are out there as just yourselves and and your brand again i hate that phrase but if, if you if your thing is you if people don't like it then that can hurt a lot more that's the only thing yeah. i'd say and, and we've certainly found that and you know I, we've had reviews where people have um been not so complimentary about feels things. personal doesn't it, and it but it mm. is personal because you know yeah. you kind of do it because you're trying to make the world a better place in a nice way and yeah. you're trying to entertain people and make them happy and and you know if they don't like i don't know for example my impressions terrible i've, I've been slated <laughs> in reviews and stuff and, and i'm fine i'm just having fun but but actually it's quite hurtful the way people go about that and because it is just us putting what we do out there it, it 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 can be quite mean and bloody horrible. So we don't. That's the only thing I would say is that often having that screen in between you and that personality that you can put on, even if it's only a slight change to who you are, 
mm. um, can give you just a little bit of defence against yeah, it. Yeah, and you, you need to grow some broad shoulders, I think, once you are out there because you do expose yourself a lot to, you know, like like he says, like good and bad feedback really and you know on the whole it's been really positive which is nice and it really boosts you and makes you think that it's all worthwhile but it only takes like one or two negative people to to kind of and it does feel really attacking because it is obviously they see your faces and they see your personalities and it's a it's a part it's an extension of us out there so it feels it feels hurtful when someone says something about you and, and they can see a face attached to that. That's why you're braver. That's why you're yeah. braver than we are. Because, we, we, you know, we said earlier that we've, you know, we have, this might ruin your continuity, but we said earlier that we, we haven't received that much negative or, or kind of issues on, on these platforms. And hopefully that, you know, kind of that continues. But we get the odd shitty message on Twitter where it's a bit like it doesn't hurt though, does it? It they, doesn't hurt no. as much. Well it's because you know they don't actually know you. Yeah, you know, no you don't mean at you, they're just trying to provoke a response because that's what they want. And you just block yeah. them and go it, it, it feels safer having a slight barrier of um mm. like our Twitter is 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 it's mostly us, but there's also an element of fantasy and reality about that and our only fans it's probably realer than our Twitter is in many ways because mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, you know, there's no talk. It's just stuff. <laughs> Apart from in the messages. I talk to all of our fans. <laughs> she talks to the fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the difference, isn't it, in a funny kind of way. Like, there's so many people on Twitter and online and everybody wants some attention and everybody wants to be like, oh, hi, talk to me. But we get so many people that say things like, oh, I'm in a relationship with my wife and she doesn't understand and I can't do this. And we reply and we go, talk to her, talk to her, talk to her. And then they come back half an hour later and yeah, I've talked to her, we're getting a divorce. And, and it's like, you're bullshit. You're full of bullshit. Stop talking to us. Only fans gives a nice level of almost trust to some mm. degree, although we're not foolish. Um, yes. Gives us a nice level of, well, actually, you've paid, you've, you've had to give up quite some personal details to be on this platform. Mm. Like, not many people that are lurking around in midnight behind their wise backs are, are joining OnlyFans because <laughs> actually it shows up on your credit card. It, <laughs> like, it, it's a little bit more, it protects us. So instead of you talking to 10,000 people that constantly want your attention, you can talk to 20 or 30 regular people build up relationships um and have what we're meant to have as like we're poly therefore we want relationships we don't want lots of sporadic sex i see so this is a recruitment strategy but a (laughs) long-term one (laughs) in some ways it is like actually i think like we we've never met anybody off twitter off our off our twitter i think after lockdown we will be meeting people off our twitter um one can only hope that's been a change you hope (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's been that's been a change i think actually our twitter was quite fanciful it was quite it was kind of like real pictures but it was fantasy stories that we put on there nowadays it is and it's it's much realer than it has been so I yeah there's some lovely people actually for only fans i mean you don't get to see all the conversations i have with those people i let you know about bits but like I wouldn't say friendships because that's not the right word to describe it, but there have been some nice conversations I've had with people and I've actually got to know them because surprisingly enough, I think people think that when you go into the DMs in OnlyFans, it's going to just be pure sexual carnage. It's not. I've had deeper conversations with some of the men that subscribe to that than I have with my sister. Like, (laughs) made friendships. Very different conversations. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But it's, it's quite nice, actually. It's been interesting to talk to a different type of people I wouldn't have otherwise spoken to. A couple of more questions. One one is um actually what have you what would you say that you've learned over the last two years throughout this experience? What have we learned? Beyond the kind of just knowledge of the platforms and, and, and that kind of stuff, we've learned actually not all CD old men that pay for porn are actually CD old men. They're actually real people <laughs> with real needs and, and, and real That's feelings. Quite nice actually. And actually quite nice yeah. by the time they get that far the down. The ones there. Look, the men and the women, because there are women that subscribe to our, our OnlyFans too, they, by the time they subscribed, we worked out that they're more legit, but they do, they have good intentions, actually. And people that pay for porn do respect porn as more than just, you know, 
the free stuff you can get on on platforms. We watch a lot of porn, and individually before we met each other, we watch a lot of porn. She watches a lot of porn. She watches a lot of porn all of the time. And we used to have conversations in the early days around like, well, what porn actually gets you off? And it'd be like, you could be there for two hours flicking through Pornhub or whatever the site is looking for a piece of content that actually gets you off because it actually connects. It's either real, it's voyeuristic, it's whatever it be. And we used to talk about that quite a lot. And we used to share like, this gets me off, this gets me off. And in the end, making our own content gets us off the most. And what we've learned is, I suppose, porn isn't, isn't great. And I read someone say eighty five percent of sex education comes from porn. Like that's that's disgusting and ridiculous considering the porn that's out there. That's what I said to you, isn't it? Like, actually, when I first with my first boyfriend, he was like, "Oh, I'd really love you to suck my cock." I went straight to Pornhub and I searched how to give a blowjob on Pornhub, and oh, I nearly vomited at the video because it's like a deep throat video. And I was like, oh, "I don't want to do that." This is, this, I think this is a problem with lots of bad experiences um, with various. That's okay, yes, a couple of boys before uh, we got together. This has been part of her empowerment. So what we've what we've learned, I think, is this this is this is feminism at its strongest, rather than this is this is seedy and dark and dirty and like this isn't uh, a woman in trouble. And I think I think that's what we've learned, isn't it? Like actually, this is really empowering. And and also. New dishwashers are amazing. <laughs> they really make your glasses clean. I am so chuffed. They literally <laughs> gleam now. <laughs> so I reckon we could actually do that to about eight people at dishwasher. Yeah, I might go individually fan every single one this evening. <laughs> a, a picture of got two clean glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I'm allowed to ask a question now. What's the question you're allowed to ask? Well, I mean, obviously it wouldn't be as heinous is the one I would ask if I wasn't writing things. Which you can ask afterwards. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what advice would you give to someone who is starting their own OnlyFans account? Make cool content. So there's a few things. Like if you want to do well with your OnlyFans account, make nice content. Like make authentic, nicely filmed, nicely edited, well lit, good sound. Like the general production value of making content still applies even if there's tits and arse in it. Like it's still something we watch. And actually, there's more content on Pornhub than there's on Netflix. So actually, you've got to be better than, you know, to catch people's attention. So A, production value. Secondly, like, don't, 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 like, we've met some women and those women have created accounts and they're hot, beautiful, liberated women. But I think they think it's going to give them something it it isn't going to fill a void. No. It isn't going to, the attention you get from it isn't going to fill a void of a proper relationship or a proper communication of a real human being. And then it becomes a struggle. So actually don't take it too seriously, like if you can. Mm, but also in that vein, don't expect it to be easy. Yeah. Because a lot of people will just be like, oh, I'm just going to set up an OnlyFans. I'll make some money on my OnlyFans. But actually you've got to market that OnlyFans account like that's a full-time job in itself yeah like, there's a lot to it it doesn't just happen it's not just a profile that you can set up and hope someone finds it's, yeah. it's a full-time sex admin role like it's part of my routine of a of a day it's check only fans a few times a day like it's not just something you can switch on on the weekend yeah without the twitter the only fans doesn't work of course so actually like creating an only fans is only a tiny part of it. it's like creating a website you've then got to work out to get people to that OnlyFans account. So I think people think that it's easier than it is. I'll create an OnlyFans, I'll make loads of money. And it's like, well, <laughs> you might. But, but if, you, if you're, we didn't. No. <laughs> it's like, you know, going to make a lot of money. So, a you know, of dishwashers. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that. That's the biggest. It's a lot of money is pocket money. Just don't take it seriously. Like It should be fun. It should be like, also, if, if you think of it as a social media platform, the same rules apply. Like, don't get lost in other people's content. Don't get, don't try and be someone you're not. All of those kind of rules that apply of just being you online still applying only fans. Mm. So. Yeah, don't cheapen yourself. Yeah, don't undervalue yourself. Everyone's got a value. And I don't mean like how much it is a month to subscribe to your <laughs> only fans because, yeah, you're worth so much more than that as a value. But like, yeah, don't cheap out. No. Yeah. You do you, but. Yeah, there's lots of advice. There's advice for humanists, so how to be nice to the world. Here's our <laughs> advice for OnlyFans. And then there's advice if, if you want to do well on OnlyFans, here's some advice. <laughs> so we, we can help with both of those. Levels of advice. 
So I want to say a huge, huge thank you to you both for, for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure, not only to hear your voices, but also to see those lovely faces, which um, people will be able to get if they go to what website again and where? <laughs> if you say it, the algorithm won't show the post. No, don't mention it in your Twitter post. Don't say that <laughs> OF word. Oh, the OF word. Okay. But if they find us on Twitter, at... Introverts Nerdy. Yeah, then you'll find, you'll find our only fans. So go find them, folks. Um, subscribe, spaff up loads of money, <laughs> chuck it all at them. Um, they'll love it. They need a new dishwasher again. It'll really run out. As well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll enjoy their content. They are absolutely fabulous. Thank you very much for, for joining us, guys. And hopefully we'll get to see you soon. just want to say a huge huge thank you to the nerdy introverts it was wonderful spending time with you both i particularly enjoyed watching how much porty consumed really (laughs) (laughs) it was a descent into madness it was a little bit but he did mention it once or twice you think so don't forget the port is available at your local supermarket please go out and get some and drink some now questionable quality of the port though well you know Mm. you can't always have a good port at hand no but any port in, in a, a storm. storm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, go and check out Nerdy Introvert stuff. Uh, they're both delightful. They put out a lot of great content. Uh, sign up to their OnlyFans, message them, check out Dem Boobs and all that stuff. That would be really <laughs> Dem cool. Boobs. Dem Boobs. Dem Titties. Oh my God. What? Zick and Zag again. <laughs> Dem, Dem Boobs. boobs. <laughs> Dem Boobs. Not Dem Girls. Dem Girls. Anyway, oh, go and check their stuff out. Have a look at them. Seek them out on Twitter. Find them. You know. Get in touch with them if you like. Uh, if you have any thoughts or comments about OnlyFans or the last couple of episodes, please reach out to us in the normal places. Uh, don't forget we're on Twitter at BedHoppersSuck. <coughs> BedHoppersSuck. I don't even <laughs> say the UK. Yeah. And also BedHoppersSuck at gmail.com. So, Excellent. you know. We really suck. Yeah. And don't forget that we have been nominated for a ASN award. Oh, yes. For podcasting. Of course. Yeah. So if you fancy <clears> voting <throat> for that shares and, and sort of or going. Or someone else. Or someone else, you know, <laughs> re, you know, feel free to vote for us or indeed anyone. Or if you've got a favourite venue that's mentioned in there, vote for them as well. Do that. Do it all at once. Yeah, you know. there's probably a category for like favourite pet. <laughs> I don't think there is actually. Favourite supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> favourite bowl of cereal. Oh my God, what was... would your favourite bowl of cereal be? Oh, I do like porridge. You, I thought we would have chosen granola if we're going for actual cereal. Does, it not, does, does porridge not count as cereal? I don't know. Is this like Jaffa cake as a biscuit? Or a cake? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think porridge does firmly fit into the category of breakfast paraphernalia. But so maybe paraphernalia? I don't know if it's a cereal. It's okay. oats, isn't it? I do like Lucky Charms, oh my but God. they are not good for me. They are diabetes in a bowl. <laughs> to be fair, yes. <laughs> yes, they are, which is why they taste so good. I do uh, like granola, but... I, see, I quite miss Cocoa Pops. Really? Because I'm not 12 anymore, but... <clears throat> you could still eat Cocoa Pops. I shouldn't, though. Or Cocoa Puffs, the off-brand version or whatever never, it is. Never, the off-brand version. <laughs> Choco Puffs. I like it when you used to go to, ho- used to, go to hotels. <laughs> Look at me reminiscing about days of norm. Um, and you used to get like the little mini packets of cereal on the little buffet thing in a hotel. I like going breakfast. to hotels and fucking other people. Brilliant. <laughs> well, way to bring the conversation down with Rach. Here was me reminiscing about good, wholesome things like cereal in tiny packets. Love, and you're like, I just like to fuck people. I love going to a hotel and having a bowl of cereal. I do enjoy breakfast in hotels. If you want me to buy you mini bowls of cereal. No, it's not the same. I want it in a hotel. (laughs) (laughs) You want it in a hotel. Best cereal, please. I want to know what's what's out there. What I hated about those fucking little mini boxes of cereal is how many they were. Amazing. That was that's never enough in there. Brilliant in a tiny box. For a greedy bastard like myself. Just have two. Yeah, but sometimes they don't have two of the same flavour. What? What? What was that noise? I'm just gobsmacked at your inability to just cope with one tiny box of cereal. It's crap. I it's mean, not. and then then you're like, oh, I've got, I can only find one box of cocoa puffs or pops, and then one box of cornflakes or frosties. So I then have to combine them in one thrilling mix of I sugary. I don't even know heaven. you anymore. <laughs> you eat pizza with a knife and fork, and you're talking about mixing tiny cereal boxes. It's desperate times, girls, for desperate measures. What about sugar puffs? Ah, uh, they make you wee smell funny i know like asparagus yeah it's kind of strange <laughs> anyways <laughs> mrs h do you want to do your thing yeah <laughs> fancy breakfast cereals now <laughs> yeah thanks for hopping into our bowl oh goodness all right okay thank you for hopping into our bed 
wrong. <laughs> right, okay. Well, do you want me to intro this? I think it's best to. Okay, we'll have done an intro already that says blah, 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 or whatever, and then we'll do the interview Can music. And then... Can you do your intro for us? The intro? No, you're not. Yeah. Normally I have to scrub it. It's like a minute I have to scrub. That's fine. Well, the, um, the actual singing and all that stuff. Yeah, so can, well, I've heard it so many times now. Yeah, obviously, no. I don't want to hear it every time. So it makes me listen if you to could it all do that live, well. that would be awesome. Aww, <laughs> indulge um, them. I, I don't have my ukulele with me, so I'm Aww. okay. And plus, I always forget how to play my own theme song, which is brilliant. <laughs> That's why I made a whole YouTube clip telling me how it wasn't for anybody else. It was just, just so just I could you. go back and remember how to do it. <laughs> Your like own private fantasy. Exactly that. I, somewhere I have on a bit of paper the original notes for it. I'm hoping that it will one day be worth <laughs> as much as Imagine, but I'm guessing it probably won't be. <laughs> so the piano you wrote on. Yeah, on exactly. The, ukulele. Wow. the ukulele with adventure time the all over the side. The ukulele he once strummed with his fingers. Exactly. <laughs>